Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink... Consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Welcome to Clash of the Titles, February Fanny, the podcast up for the final time this February. Pits two movies with something in common, picked by fans of the show, and puts them in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week, I'm in the red corner, James Cameron tries to out-bond Bond as Arnie Super Spy takes on some pesky terrorists while trying to save his marriage. Cue sexy hotel room dancing in 1994's True Lies. While in the blue corner, a movie more famous for what happened behind the scenes as Brangelina is born before our very eyes when husband and wife assassins take a domestic argument to a whole new level in 2005's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Let's face it, Harry. The vet gets him wet. But it's not enough. If you really want to close escrow, well, you got to have an angle. Suppose you have an angle. <laughs> it's killer. I mean, look at me. I'm not that much to look at. No, 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 I can be honest. But I got them lining up. And not just the skanks either. Well, some are. So what's the angle? Oh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Trade secret. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. There were times I just wanted to kill her. But, uh... Likewise. Couldn't take the shot. <laughs> That's a good sign. Sometimes you have to battle through. Hmm. That's marriage, right? Yeah, you take your best shot. And... So it's a messy marriage melee this week, but which film will be victorious? Let's find out. Welcome to Clash of the Titles Final February Fanny. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Butters. Cairo. Cairo was a day at the beach compared to this. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpton. I'm Chris Tilly. And as I said, welcome to the final February of 2023. February Fanny. What did it used to be called? Fanuary? No, that was January. Sorry. What it does is rhymes with January. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we yeah. changed it to fam. So Fanuary. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Can't do farch. 
<laughs> that was going to be my next question. Well done. You've got ahead of me. Is there any interest in doing farts? <laughs> well, we're accidentally doing um, suge- listen suggestion next week. Oh, is it a listen suggestion? Yeah. Is, yeah. So we are doing one week of farts. We are. We are. Great. Great. That's brilliant. Right then. So the clue I gave. Oh, sorry. Before we get to that, who do we have to thank for this final February Fanny of 2023? This listener pairing of True Lies versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Two lovely listeners. Um, Anthony Rose sent this in, I think maybe the year before last, last year. But uh, this time it was Rob Lawson who writes, Hi, Clash Podders. Love the podcast as it makes my commute to work enjoyable. And I love the back and forth between the hosts and the passion they all share for movies. May I please put forward for your consideration True Lies versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith purely because True Lies is finally readily available on Disney Plus and I'd love to hear Alex, Vicky and Chris talk about it and Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of works as a pairing as it spies living secret everyday lives. Keep up the amazing work and brilliant content, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. That's great. Um, So... Back to what I was just about to say. The clue I gave on last week's show was mm. too bloody easy, uh, as mm. is, is the assessment. Yeah, no, at the time you said it was clever. I think <laughs> that's what you said. It's clever. But I thought it might lead us down some sort of like did, ooh, mis- mistrust about a fact. Fa- but I mean, mm. that is it. Yeah, fine. It was too easy. Mm. Uh, so, Chris, you followed up on Twitter with what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You've told them the films. Sure. Uh, so the guesses were pretending to be something they're not on our Twitter. At ClashPod. If you want to give us a follow, we are at ClashPod on Instagram and TikTok as well. And if you're in the business for a little extra clash of the visual variety, completely free of charge, why not check out our YouTube channel? So, correct guesses. Well done to everyone. Just everyone. <laughs> uh, everyone. But because I do this, I have to name check. Russell, Danny Baker, Andrew Logan, Russ, Peter White, Sam from Smash Mind and Body. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan D, Simon McAllister, Tibbs and Matt T. But the man who won it with the first correct guess this week, long-time listener and multiple winner, Robert Farley. He got in there first. Congratulations, Robert. Your prize is a sexy hotel dance from one of us. I'll leave you to decide who, but know that Chris has some sweet, sweet moves. <laughs> the robot. The robot. It's great, though. But fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd want to see Chris in his underwear doing the so, robot. Actually, I think I would. Yeah. yeah. That could be arranged. <laughs> Take it off. Take the T-shirt off. Shave your chest. Shave it. Get rid of some of the hair. <laughs> Do the robot slower. More slower. Lie down. I don't just like to watch. Uh, right then, connection section. Take your wedding ring off and put it back on. Mm. Are you a lady spy? That means your cover is always sex adjacent. <laughs> Tango. The tango, yeah. yeah. It takes two films to tango. Yeah. People being hit with phones in hotel rooms. Yes. Yeah. Little Adam Brody gets one round the he face does, and obviously he? Arnie gets one. How your, your colleagues sorting your tickets and receipts for your cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, motor mouth sidekicks. Mm, sexist best friends. <laughs> <laughs> we look at them in different ways there. See, that's the difference between me and you. Yeah. Sure, sure. Gibbon, uh, Gibbon Ed, uh, Eddie hate, hate women. <laughs> they really hate them. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Eddie doesn't mind his mum. He likes his mum. <laughs> Um, weirdly using old jobs to talk about how bad a current situation is 
In True Lies, Paxton's line, Kyra was a day at the beach compared to this. And Vince Vaughn's line, line, uh, Vince Vaughn's line in, in True Lies is, you remember Canada? That were kid stuff compared to what you're up against. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, computers. Um, Arnie's a salesman and Angie and Johnny's in tech support. Mm. It's, just one of, it's just one of those things you can just say, oh, I do that. I do computers. Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. No one knows. That's it. Yep, I yeah, got no too. more. Yeah. Sure. All right then. Well, on Thursday... Chris will be seeing if Mr. and Mrs. Smith is the pits or Jolie good fun. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, took, I clap. That's nice. I took a day off after that. <laughs> Which means today V is going to tell true lies, whatever the hell that means. V, <laughs> take us on a journey. If you find out your wife is having an emotional affair because you're physically distant, you could talk about it and work towards a more honest future. Or you could frighten her into stripping for a stranger, whichever. Like in True Lies, the story of Helen, the bravest woman and most gaslit woman you know, who's bold enough to ask for what she wants and ultimately rescues her husband's failing career by stepping into her power and becoming the most promising spy in the business. When we meet Harry, he's totally ballsed up an operation and has nearly been killed over it. The man's on the edge, smacking dogs and trying to make horses commit suicide. He's also got a neat line in wholesale line to his wife and then getting all mad with any other man who also lies to her. But that's okay, because his crapness at being both married and a spy will all be sorted when he recruits Helen to the agency, and she flips his sadistic mental torture role-play thing into basically saving the goddamn world. I see you, Harry, and your little tidbits of excitement, the crumbs from your big boy table, and I'll raise you. You're nothing without me. You're only in this mess because your attempt at a covert op ended in you blowing the place to smithereens and the bad guys tracking you down immediately. If you could stop manning all over the place, Maybe we could actually get some work done. Lastly, just because I don't recognise you at all in silhouette does not give you the right to coerce me into sex. Yes? <laughs> have a bit of coffee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Do you have, a, you have a theme tune for when you drink coffee? And it also sounded weird like the Indiana Jones theme. Coffee <laughs> now. Indiana Jones, us. Huh? I'm so excited because I love this film. I'm just going to do that now and watch me as I twist myself into mental loops trying to justify why it's fine. Okay. <laughs> that is not what I expected. No, of course it's not. I've loved it a long time. And so, right, I'll just do this. I was, when I was writing the notes, I was like, oh, my history with this film. Fully ready to go, oh, student house, heavy rotation. And all of that is true. Right. But then as I was doing some research, I saw a drawing of Jamie Lee Curtis in her dress in the hotel. And I just had this like out of body memory experience. I was very young when I saw this film. You saw a drawing? Yeah, some, you... someone's done an illustration of it. Where? Where? On an article. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Is Why is that a big deal? I thought it's maybe... just very strange. Yeah. Someone did an illustration. I don't know. I thought maybe one of the kids had sellotaped it to the fridge. I'm like, why are they watching this? No, did I tell you when the middle one went through a phase of drawing Princess Leia with her boobs? You did. Yeah. yeah. I found that really hard to deal with. She stopped doing it. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure that will come back. She's, he's discovered porn. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? That's what has. we said, though. You were asking what we thought would happen. We said he'll, he'll stop. <laughs> it, it won't go on forever. Yeah. Anyway, God, that's that's weirded me out. All right, so anyway, I was very young when I saw this and I think it like, either messed me up sexually or it sort of contributed to my development at the time because that dance, like Jamie Lee Curtis doing that dance, all I remember thinking is like, do I want that? Do I want to be that? 
do I want both of these things mm. um, and all the fantasy stuff like I think it skewed some fantasy stuff and some sort of ideas of what men can do or can be and it's like you can't trust him that's hot he's not who he says he is that's very hot so you, yeah you how, how young are we talking here like you 14 okay yeah that sounds so about it right just, it's just done something mm. wrong in there or not wrong or helped me along my way anyway so 14 probably it was on video who knows when but anyway I've seen it about a million times since then wow. however I haven't seen it since I was about 22 okay so I love it I mean that dance it's the bit I remember mm. and about the only bit I really mm. remember from this film and it was because like Jamie Lee Curtis went from oh, I don't fancy Jamie Lee Curtis to Jamie Lee Curtis may be the hottest woman in the world in yes. one dance yep <laughs> it's mm. just I've got a lot to say about it I mean obviously it is it is sexist uh, some of this film and the, but I've got a really good theory that gets me out of jail as to why it's fine okay and it works so sure. look forward to that I can't wait when when did you see it? Uh, I saw it. I remember it like the billboards were everywhere, uh, just like Arnie's massive face. And those two words, Schwarzenegger, Cameron. And you're like, I am so in for this. I eventually saw it when it came out on video and I was unimpressed. No. I just remember going, I don't know why I don't like this. It just didn't do it for me. And I didn't know I didn't know why. It's Schwarzenegger. It's Cameron. It's action. But I just didn't tick any boxes for me. So this is the first time I've watched it ever since I was about wow. 14, 15 years old, maybe Wowzers. a little bit younger. And um, yeah, it's just net of all... That's confused me. I thought you watched this sort of once every three weeks. Right. Because it feels like it should be. <laughs> yeah. It feels like That's that movie. Me out. Yeah. But no, this is, this, is the, this is the Cameron movie that I don't have a lot of love for. Mm. Wowzers. What Chris? about you? Uh, went to cinema to see it, obviously. Uh, loved it. Um, Horse in Lift. Harriet Jett, Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. Mainly remembered that. Yeah. Formative. Yeah. It, Formative it, to my young so, mind. No? To yeah. your sexual yeah. mind or yeah. to your storytelling mind? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the woman from Trading Places and Halloween, like doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I watched it probably again, probably about 10 years later and did no like it. Yeah. Because suddenly that scene made me uncomfortable in a way that I wasn't. All I was thinking about was what can I see? when I watched it when I was in the cinema but yes. now it was like oh th- this is making me feel really so, creeped and out and since we started doing this podcast I've always said I wanted to do True Lies because it's one of those films that I think I love and then you were like you won't like it you haven't seen it for ages you won't like it anymore and I was a bit nervous and I can, I get it I get why I shouldn't like it and it is going to embarrass me to try and justify it but oh what God, can you do I honestly cannot wait yeah so that 45 minutes in the middle I really didn't like um, when, when, when it's all about him being cruel to his wife and then yeah and then you start thinking about the, the, the terrorists and, and who they are in the film you're yeah. like I just don't like this film I think, I think I'm this protected is a... from it because I don't I'm not in love with Arnold like I'm just not so I, I find it easy to like uh, criticise his technique if you like so it's an easier win for me because I can go well he's it's this is the theory if he was someone else it would be fine and because it's him you get away with it because he's like he's not a man of nuance is he so right anyway so when I watched it 10 years later I thought this film is rotten to the core I don't <laughs> like it never going to watch it again unless I start a podcast about movies I again um, <laughs> I start I yeah. start a podcast <laughs> yeah. Yeah. welcome yeah. to the show no I join mm. I start and I didn't join it I started and then um, <laughs> and also it's the only James Cameron movie I think that doesn't feel like a James Cameron movie I feel like a lot of people could have directed it. It just doesn't feel like him at all. And I guess partly because it's a comedy and I never think of comedy when I think of him. Um, so, yeah, I just all of that made me, yeah, just 
I was done with this one. It's weird, isn't it? Because he's the master of action. And I honestly don't think this has any memorable action in it. Yeah, because the reason you don't like it, if this is all right for me to say, <laughs> is because what they've done is they've gone, oh, what if Bond was American and he had a family? Mm. And then what they've done is they've told the story of keeping the family together rather than him doing a big mission and the family's like adjacent to that story. They've leaned fully into the family side of it mm. and there's some action sprinkled throughout it. But they haven't gone, oh, if Bond had a family. Like, it could have been like a big budget, like, um, what's that thing that came out recently? Like, nobody. He's got the family, but he's got to do the mission. Whereas this is, he's doing a mission, but the family is the A story. Is that right, Alex? The B story. Is that right? Sure. That's exactly what I thought. Thanks. Yeah. That's, is that not right? That's it. You can, yep. you can take a break now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, you've done me for this episode. But I'm asking you. I'm not telling you. I think as a kid, the minute where it goes into this whole subplot about her having the secret affair or not having the affair with Simon, Bill Paxton's character, I'm sort of like, where's where's the action? That's what I just said. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. Mm, it is kind of, yeah. All right, well then yeah. you're right. Well done. You know me too well. <laughs> I, I can see right through you. I'll tell you about it, shall I? Mm. So it's based on the French comedy, La Totale! Exclamation point. That's important because mm. it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, In which a normal looking bloke is a spy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much, much more. Already a better film. <laughs> Sp- I haven't seen it. I say this with love. It looks very French. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just watched the trailer. I watched the trailer and um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously the, the part of the problem with this film is Arnie's supposed to be unbelievable as a spy. That whole opening And then, scene. as you said, his wife's supposed to not recognise him in silhouette. <laughs> the most recognisable yeah. silhouette in the world. He's a giant. <laughs> Apart from Danny DeVito. This is where which it, is why that film Twins work. This is where it all falls apart, though. Because it, from that very opening scene when he's walking around the party, he's meant to be undercover. Mm-hmm. And you're like, y- you get to do that once. Yeah. And, and then you can never do another mission because people go, it's the massive guy. <laughs> they lean into it's it. Him. <laughs> it's him. It's, it's him. To, to be fair, they lean into it by him walking to the party and saying, hello to everyone and making sure he's centre of attention so they're yeah. like we're not even going to pretend <laughs> that he's sneaky yeah <laughs> I mean it is ridiculous obviously the whole thing is ridiculous and having just slacked you off for saying it's not like your favourite James Cameron film I do forget it's a James Cameron film in fairness mm. like as many times it's as the only one it. of his films that I think a lot of other people could have directed whereas yeah. almost every James Cameron film only he could have made it's, it's a film where you suddenly realise James Cameron with all due respect, one of the great directors, perhaps comedy mm, of isn't his thing. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's so broad and yep. so childish. You've got a slapstick yes, comedy. Is. You ain't going to Jim Cameron or Chris Nolan, are you? No. There's certain people you're like, Michael Haneke, probably not as well. Just, just... <laughs> no. <laughs> but also because I think of this film as like almost fully erotic and I don't think of James Cameron in that way. No. Like Avatar isn't that for me, although it is for some people. So do you think of this film as fully erotic? I actually do. Yeah, I do, as in I know it's not. I know it's a broad comedy, but when I think about it, my brain goes, "It's an erotic film." <laughs> because I was fourteen, I was like, "Oh my Christ!" I think we're finding out so much more about you on this episode than we ever have before. All right, and we've, we've only just started. Your transparency, <laughs> uh, I'm loving. Okay, thanks. Yeah. It's a safe space, isn't it? This is a private conversation, no? <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Your kids will never hear this. <laughs> so anyway, then, right. <laughs> Suddenly, Princess Lou with boobs is so far down the scale. <laughs> In the Crompton household, that is not the biggest issue we have to deal with. This is the only episode we're going to have to take down in like 10 years' time. Yeah. A little, a little email from Vicky. Uh, guys, just had a re-listen. Um, yeah. Can we delete True Lies? True, True Lies is the most erotic film ever made. Kids, kids, the film was called True Lies. I was doing a gag. I was lying all the way through. 
Uh, okay, so anyway, um, after Terminator 2, so James Cameron, he negotiates this deal for himself, doesn't he? And he facilitates this like enormous level of power. Mm. He gets his own, v- he sets his own VFX company up and he gets this distribution deal, which means he's got right of approval up to $70 million. Mm. So Retains copyright, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the characters and the story. And he gets to... He gets to um, sell international distribution rights, at least initially. That's supposed to be the deal. But then his own company has to pay for overruns. Right. Right. Which is obviously an issue with a James Cameron film. That's a weird contract for him to sign. I suppose, yeah. The man that overruns on every film will pay for the overrun. You're looking at everything and you're like, well, I just won't overrun anymore. So I'll just be better at at, at my schedule. He does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then I read, and I've never heard this before, but Chris, you might know this. He was going to do something smaller, this drama called Crowded Room. What I did, I just I've never I heard know, of it. No. That's all. But anyway, he doesn't, um, and he wants to do something a bit more populist because you, you know you don't want to mess up that deal. So anyway, just context in terms of like where we were in the world. As you've mentioned, Bond already. It's 1994. There has been no Bond since License to Kill. Mm. Goldeneye still a year away. So Arnold Schwarzenegger tells Jim Cameron about La Totale, exclamation point, um, and they want to do this American Bond and one who has to come home to the family. Uh, La Totale is a comedy, but they can chuck a ton of like James Cameron style action in and lean into the Bond stuff that, you know, us as a global audience had not had for a while. And that's kind of it. So I didn't know this. Jamie Lee Curtis won a Golden Globe for her performance and good for her. I just did not know that. Hmm. Um, Arnold wasn't keen on her at first because he knew her dad, but okay. Um, and yeah, thank God for her. I think without her, this is a bad film, just through and through. It depends who else. I mean, wasn't Jodie Foster considered for it? But then... are you joking? No, shit. Did you not read? There was a, a, a huge list. No, of, I didn't. I'm pretty... I don't. Sometimes I don't read this because I think it's. But yeah, tell me. I it... think no. I, I think it's. I think it, people just sort of go. Oh, just, Jodie I'm... Foster. What coming off Silence of the Lambs was going to strip? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> are you Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Or it might have been Mr. <clears throat> and Mrs. Smith. It's definitely one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Uh, Arnold nearly got killed on a horse, but we'll talk about that later. Mm. So the main theme of this is going to be, is it sexist, even misogynistic? I mean, I didn't think so when I was a teenager, but then I was an idiot when I was a teenager. Sure, you're not, you're not looking at it with those eyes, are you? No, you're not. Because You were looking at it with a child's <clears throat> eyes and also the world has changed a lot. And um, I think the answer is... And also, those weren't Yay. conversations. It's not like I wasn't brought, I don't know, I was brought up in around strong women and all the rest of it. But it's not like we all sat around and critiqued like gender roles or the male gaze or anything when I was 14. No, but, but that were, was all to come. You so. were, yeah, you were, you were a child. I was but, a child. But these conversations were happening when this film came out. Yes. There, was a, you know, there was a lot of criticism of James Cameron, was, yeah. various defamation groups and religious groups and things were, were saying this is, this is bad and you need to put disclaimers on this and you need to apologise for this. So the conversation was happening at the time yeah exactly mm. which is actually quite heartening because it's so tempting yeah. to think that when you grow up everyone like no one knew anything before you did yeah. kind of thing and then mm. you read all the reviews of the time like this is sexist and it's like oh good okay I've got a very grim quote which I'll save oh. till we get there oh, from no. uh, Mr James Cameron oh. about um, about the sexism in the movie I but, just it's that one it's the, it's the one psychological torture scene in the cell where mm. he's got his wife and he's breaking her she is crying yeah. and at that point you just sort of go how? How is, <laughs> yeah. how is this ever yeah. okay? The how is this so fun? mean there because she is she's confessed everything. She said what she wanted. It's very hard to ask for what you want, and he hears it all. Then he's like, 
but did you sleep with him? And it's like, dude, like, yeah. please listen to your Give wife. It a rest. <laughs> I, I guess the other headline though about this film is it was the most expensive movie ever made. Oh, was it? Oh, was yes. it hundred million? The first yeah, yeah. movie that cost more than a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he'd already made the most expensive film, Terminator Two, yeah. and then this this cost more than that. So, oh yeah, but it did well, did it not? It did. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was like the third biggest success. film of the yeah, year. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. It made like four times that, so it was a, a huge success. All right then. So let's talk about it, shall we? Yes, good. All right, brilliant. So we're at a swanky party and it's in a made-up location in Europe. Hooray, brilliant. Uh, Arnold is Bond, doesn't, that's great. I don't care who he is. I don't care what he wants. I don't know who Harry Tasker is. It doesn't matter (laughs) because a man in a tuxedo is bluffing his way into a party Mm. and speaking many languages and kind of being charming. I don't find Arnold Schwarzenegger charming. He doesn't just speak Arabic, does he? No, he speaks perfect Arabic. (laughs) I've never seen that in a film. I know. (laughs) Sometimes it comes up. Perfect Arabic. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, we'll let that man be the judge of that. (laughs) And he probably is. Let's be honest. He probably isn't. (laughs) (laughs) But how about the name? I mean, you know, I love it. You you know, you're a fan of a name. Shit on. He performs tasks. (laughs) He's Harry Tasker. Is Tasker a name? And he's he's got lovely hair. No, doesn't really work. No. Nope. Um, when he goes in and greets everyone by name and they don't know who he is, yeah. I did that once to Bill Nye. What do you mean? Kind of, I just went, oh, hi, Bill. Nice to see you again. Yeah. I'd never met him. And did he say hello? Yeah, yeah. yeah we we stopped for a chat with me. Yeah, because human beings, you're just like, oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> and these people meet a lot. Well, I, I said, well I, done. You played on his politeness. <laughs> I, no, Congratulations. I, no, I said, oh, hi, hi, Bill. I didn't say hi, Bill. I said, I said hi, Bill. Um, I, I visited the set of Shaun of the Dead. This was about two years after. And he uh-huh. said, oh, great. Nice to see you again. Which really? is exactly what I wanted. And yeah. then we were off to the races, even though he wasn't there that day. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Did you steal from him? I don't understand. No, but um, I told him my brother uh, was an actor who was sort of struggling a little bit. And, uh, and then Bill he... Knight ran for his life. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, bring him over. And he had a like, half hour chat with my brother and he was really encouraging, gave him loads of advice. Oh, and he was lovely. Nice. Yeah, he's a good man. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's good to hear. I always hope Bill Knight is a good person. And now my dad plays in a band with uh, Bill Nye's brother. Does he? Yeah, the golf club. Wow. All from that one lie. Well done, (laughs) Greg. Just helping the Tilly family, helping the men of the Tilly family. Yeah. Good Samaritan. Hello, men. Hello, brother. Hello, dad. What do you know from Bill Nye? What can I get get from him? (laughs) So you, you, let's just, let's just, let's just call it what it is. You Uh, lied to a man and now have lots of advantages from lying to a man. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. My mum went home with him. (laughs) As she should. With no disrespect to your father. Wow. All right. So anyway, so it's all good. Right. Arnie's in the party. It's fine. I'm watching Bond. I like that. So then he tangles um, with Tia Carrera, who's a mysterious and sexy art dealer. Brilliant. And that tango makes him invisible to security agents. (laughs) Which it shouldn't because he's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, making that man dance. Yeah. So this is where the weirdness starts, though. And it's always... It's... 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 The dialogue when they're in the truck and Faisal mm. is trying to download the files <laughs> of, of, of all the phrases that you you like. Well, he could say anything. He's like, oh, I just need a little bit longer. I need. I'm getting the files. He says, I got my hand up her dress mm. and I'm going for it. Yeah. Why? Yep. Why? 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 I think it's just nineties. Mm. I don't know. I don't mm. think Faisal is that person because he, he. I like that he gets his moment at the end. He mm. seems like quite a sweet, but it seems inexperienced. It's his first mm. job and all the rest of it. He's banting kind of thing with Gib who's played by Tom Arnold but it's just a bit like ugh don't do that yeah. but you know and then what does Tom Arnold 
Arnold say about he the said, tango? Ditch the bitch. Ditch the bitch. Ditch the bitch. Ditch the bitch. So within the space of two minutes, you're like, what is happening? Yeah, mm. I know. It is really hard. What All that happens when I'm watching stuff like that, because I love it, is I just don't hear it. Right. Which is, I know it's bad. It is. It's funny, though, watching this now. And obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis, as you said, won an award for it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about how good Bill Paxson is. But I remember at the time, the big story was, guess what? Tom Arnold's a movie star. <laughs> Tom Arnold is the funniest thing you're going to see this year in a movie. And him and Arnie are going to make films together forever. And it was like this. And I watch it now. I'm thinking, what was everyone thick? What was everyone on? Yeah, it's oh, weird. Come you on. Read, right, I've read a lot of reviews of this this week, and it, people just fucking hate Tom Arnold so much. <laughs> oh, really? They're just like, you know, it's saying something. I love this movie, and Tom Arnold doesn't completely fuck me off for it. Well, change. he was hated like, at the time. He, yeah. he went into this film being, you know, one of the least liked celebrities in America because everyone saw him as someone who just had a career off the back of marrying Roseanne yeah. Barr and then sort of half destroying her career by insisting on becoming a writer on the show Roseanne <laughs> and starring in the show Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, like you like him in this? I don't mind him in this. I okay. him, yeah. I, I think I, I it's fine. Think... I mean, you need that running commentary, I guess. It's that kind of film where you need someone who is commenting and making jokes about what we're seeing, and he, he's fine. And he's meant to be a sad sack, isn't he? Like the, the comment from Faisal, I don't like. I think Faisal's supposed to be a good person. Mm. But to, uh, Gib is meant to be a loser. All these women keep leaving him, you know, and he's there so that Arnie's like, I don't want to become you kind of thing. Yeah. I think in both these films, it reflects badly on our hero that his best friend is so awful. Is a douche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gib's obsessed with his best friend's daughter's virginity. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm I'm showing you the door, man. If you keep talking about my daughter's virginity and yeah. asking me if I think she's a virgin, it's like, what are you talking about? But then it I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Laugh when he's like, oh, she's she's stolen that money to save up for an abortion. That did make me laugh. So I know, but I just don't think you let your if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you ain't letting your friend say that. No, to you. you don't talk about people's kids like that. I think the reason he comes across well is when you've got actual scripted lines, like I got my hand up a dress and I'm going for it. Anything Tom Arnold does that is improvised and off the cuff somehow seems a lot more spontaneous and natural and adds a bit of levity to otherwise quite boring action scenes. Yeah. Like kissing the lamppost after he gets set, yes. after he hides behind. Little things like that that you know were improvised at the time. Yeah. I think just get, I really enjoy those moments. Yeah, okay. I'm a big fan. Okay. All right. We, um, we'll go back to suburbia, but after a short break. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, so Arnold has escaped. He's off back home because his cover is as a salesman. Uh, he does actually love his family. This is important when we're talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's not part of his cover. He does love his family. But despite that, he isn't very present 
and he's not listening and he's no idea what his daughter is up to. The daughter character, like, she's on a motorbike at 14 and obviously there's a lot of, like, commenting about, you know, her accelerated maturity perhaps. Mm-hmm. But to me, am I, like, a helicopter parent? Like, on a motorbike at 14? Like, absolutely not. Like, mm. absolutely not. Not ever. Yeah, and, and also I think it's quite lazy because what was Arnold, what was Jim Cameron's last movie? Terminator 2. It's John Connor, but a different sex. The way oh, she yeah. dresses, the motorbike. It's just, <laughs> she's, in, she's obviously sort of got a grunge thing going on. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll just transplant that character. That's so true. Uh, just to give Tom Arnold his due as well, when he sees her in the helmet for the first time, I remember the first time I was shot out of a cannon. Funny line. It is funny. Funny line. <laughs> so anyway, it turns out there are some shady goings on involving Juno. Uh, she's meant to be importing, I think, stealing artifacts. That's another conversation that's changed over the years. She's like, I just took these from ancient Persia. It's like, you can't do that. Like, what, you paid someone and you've appropriated their artifacts. Mm. That's not very good. So that's modern day Iran, Iraq and Syria. Um, but then an underling slaps her. Uh-uh. Mm. And it's generic Muslim terrorist Salim Abu Aziz, played by Art Malik. This is also of its time. Yeah. Them. And I also think this is a problem for later in the film where she comes across, they're trying to set Juno up as quite a strong, independent villain who's doing it for the money. Yeah. But if this bloke's slapping her stupid, she's not that strong and independent. Yeah. I think, I think it messes with her storyline later on. Well, because there's a moment later on where you think... What's going to happen is she's going to turn because a man, Arnold, says so. Why are you working for these people? Because mm. he could say he's horrible. You know, he's slapped you in mm. the face, whatever. And that doesn't come to fruition, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. She could have had a moment where she's good right at the end, yeah. maybe. Uh, anyway, so we're less leaning into this whole idea that Harry and Gib are fucking rubbish at being spies because <laughs> they're followed by Aziz's henchmen and they're nearly killed almost immediately. But it doesn't matter because then we get a massive chase involving a horse. Horse in a lift. Through a hotel. Mm. Brilliant. brilliant. In which he gets in a lift. Brilliant. And then he tries to leap across the rooftop on a fucking horse. Also brilliant. Obviously, Just brilliant. Obviously, there's some moments where it doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger on the horse. Is it a stuntman wearing an Arnie mask? That's what it looked like to me, but it's so fast at the flash of it. I mean, everything you read, he's like, I'm always on that horse. But then that's what he's like, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not him. It's very hot. It, I mean, there are moments where he looks a bit lighter. Do you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, 100%. He looks lighter and his face looks distorted. Yeah. His face looks entirely different. <laughs> it looks like a different man. Yes. <laughs> now, could, now you Because just... it is a different man. Unless Arnie goes, I don't want to take all the credit, so I'll put a mask over my own face <laughs> and ride the horse. Because now you would just obviously digitally do that. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I just wondered. It did look to me like, it, do, do they have Arnie masks on this set? And it does not look like Art Malik on that motorcycle as well. <laughs> because obviously not everyone has Art Malik's forehead and hairline. You're looking at someone who's got a prosthetic forehead yeah. to make themselves look like Art Malik. Yeah. The, the one-liners, though, the, the, the fight in the urinal, and he says to him, here, cool off. That, that feels like not, not top tier. <laughs> are they ever... Can I ask an honest question? Are they ever top tier? Like, yes. Do, yes. Come up, we've of, done Commando. You know that they're top tier. Stick around. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. You're yeah. fired. You always judge a movie on the final one-liner, yeah. and you're fired. He's he's not employed as what? <laughs> what is he fired from? Such a good point. <laughs> he says to Gib, "Get to the car." Is that a, is that a predator homage? Do you uh, think? A, I'm sure he says, "Get in the chopper" as well. <laughs> right? Yep. Does he? Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're rehashing predator lines. <laughs> That's the level I don't of this think we've script. Got time, right? Okay, let's crack on. Uh, oh, and I meant to say. So, just a bit of trivia: when they were doing the horse thing. 
they're filming it. They build a ramp on the mm. edge of the building, but it's not obviously a real building. The horse gets freaked out and is uncontrollable, and they nearly go off the edge of the ramp, mm. and he nearly died. Well, he wouldn't. He would have imagined if he died hit. doing a stupid stunt yeah, like this. I know. Well, what, what did he say? He said he managed to slip off the horse at the last minute. I think it was hit by a camera boom or yeah, something, or and startled. It freaked out, yeah, and he slipped off the horse, and he was rescued by a stuntman. A stuntman grabbed him before he mm. went off the edge, and he's like, "That's why I always like stuntmen." <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't like this one. <laughs> because he looks nothing like him. Nah, yeah. Yeah. this guy's a baddie. All right, so anyway, let's get into the real plot, because this is what I think the real plot, and the full for full credit for this film, uh, should well, go it's to. Not, it's not Crimson Jihad? No. Or the, the Sand Spider? <laughs> That's a funny line. <laughs> why, do they, why do they call him that? Probably because it's scary. <laughs> Actually a good line. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not a good bad. line. So Harry finds out that Helen is having an affair, or so he... Th- things and it is an emotional affair i'd say but she hasn't i mean later on you find out they're not slept together so then gibby's all like oh welcome to the club and then his ex took the ice cube trays and then you know this story that famously or not he was going around telling everyone that roseanne Barr took the ice cube trays and who would do that to which i reply i would because i love ice and you're not keeping my ice cube trays but Tom. surely you're moving into a no 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 i've got special ice cube trays oh, okay and why are they special? I think you've drunk from, not from them. The oh, ice the from massive them. ones. The right. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't yeah. put it, but I could see him drinking from the ice cube tray. <laughs> <laughs> End of yeah. a long night. I don't give anyone water when they come out to yeah, me. They're those massive lumps of ice. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got one that's in the shape of the Death Star. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I would leave that. I don't want that. Uh, anyway, okay, so where are we? Um, so then... Uh, Harry's found out Helen's having an affair. She lies about her day. This I found difficult. I think I found it difficult at the time and I, I can't excuse this. She's lying about her day, about the excitement she had with the photocopier and all the rest of it. And his face, he's like, I'm going to fucking murder you because you're <laughs> lying to me. And it's like, you dare. You lie to her every minute of every yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not cheating on her though. He thinks she's cheating on him. He's got a job that requires yeah. him to keep it a secret, probably for her safety, because if people knew that he was married and had a family, they would use that family against him. Yeah. So it's a different kind of lie. Having a sexual affair with someone, I think, is different. But, to, but yeah. they also put out the contradiction with Harry saying to him, I could never lie like that, Yeah. when obviously it's literally his job. So this, let me do my theory now, right? Okay. If it wasn't Arnold, and it's, it's great that it's Arnold, because it's an action film, ostensibly, and you need all of that. If you had an actor that could show you the layers of a man saying, I couldn't lie like that all day, when all they do is lie all Hmm. day, it would be... I think you can tell that story where it's like, this is a man that lies all day, cannot bear that his wife is lying to him, and sort of tricks her into this fantasy thing because he cannot tell her that he just he's pathologically incapable of telling her the truth so he takes on this wild ride rather than tell her the truth you need an actor that's like can show you all those layers and that this is not Arnold there's mm. absolutely no way I think it's absolutely fine it's just the the, the, the sort of torture scene essentially yeah. is yeah. grim and goes on too long and then the sexual manipulation scene is really grim yeah. if you can figure them out then it, it's actually a fine film, but they're, they're so <laughs> awful, both those scenes. I, I, I think we have to analyse the fact that there are different scales of lying. Like, a lie is not just a lie. Lie people have for different reasons. Of and course, I, yeah. I think I think potentially her lie, as far as he's concerned, obviously she hasn't, or she's having an emotional affair, but yep. she's certainly not slept with someone else. I think that rates higher than his lie. Yes. The thing is, and he doesn't know this, so it's kind of fine, she knows she hasn't slept with Simon... So she's lying about what she's done that day. When he's on his job, he's tangoing with Tia Carrera, mm. right? That's if you if that's something. That's a thing, right? So 
I mean, she has to hide from security. He's not doing it for the joy of tango. If he's, if, he's, he's, nice if he's James Bond, though, he's sleeping with these women. Exactly. <sighs> Although he's Arnie sleeping with a lot of women. If it's a task, uh, then he'll, <laughs> he'll that do I must it. perform. Uh, so anyway, he taps her phone. He bugs her handbag. Uh, and then, but you know, there are other characters telling him with Gib weirdly that everything he's doing is wrong. Yeah, Gib, Gib is the voice of reason. To be yeah. fair, every time he does something, Gib says, "Yeah, sure." He sort of goes along with it, but he's saying what. What you're supposed to say? Yes, which is you can't do this. It's not legal, but also you shouldn't do it. But also, Gib blew a six-week operation because he was having a blowjob. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. And also because I think <laughs> another it's not... another classic funny. <laughs> is it? I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't, again, just don't hear it. I think it's meant to be a joke. I think it's meant to be a joke, Because yeah. the image that it conjures up of Tom Arnold having oh, a blowjob is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but also... Gib is like, don't do it, it's wrong. But at some point, he kind of, ch- not chides him, but it, he's like, to talk about your feelings is feminine. This is of its time, mm. I think. So there is no option for Harry. He can't talk about his feelings because his buddy will be like, don't be such a girl. And yet he can't bug his wife's phone and handbag because it's wrong. So, I don't know, again, a different actor, you could see the conflict within and yep. all the rest of it, but you've just got this big lump <laughs> sort of doing all that. But again, it's fine. <laughs> and also... Arnie doesn't do wrong things because he's Arnie. Yeah, so yeah. any decision he makes mm. is the correct decision. And people telling him it's not, they're wrong. And they're, <laughs> they're just flies buzzing around yeah, him yeah. while he gets the shit done that needs to be done because it's the right thing to do because he's Arnie. Uh, so then we understand how Helen met Simon. Bill Paxton. I've, I mean, I've never forgotten this. Like he's, the, I mean, what the script does to him is just ridiculous. It's awful. It's re- especially when they're butting it again. Like, don't do that. Mm. But um, he's amazing. Brilliant. He's, he's so good. Amazing. And this poor woman, though, like you feel so sorry for Helen. Like mm. she's being lied to all over the place <laughs> because Simon's trick is to pretend to be a spy to give the ladies a bit of excitement. Yeah, and, and the, the film could lean into that, that Simon is a salesman pretending to be a spy and Harry's a spy pretending to be a salesman. Like yeah. that is fun, but we, I don't think we get enough, especially when Paxton shows up and he's so good. Yeah. I almost want some fun stuff between him and Harry, not just the nasty stuff. It's the stuff a, in the car. Yeah. It's amazing how good Bill Paxton is and how likeable an actor he is that he gets away with lines like, let's face it, the vet makes them wet. Yep. Or mm. describing Jamie Lee Curtis mm. as having the arse of ten, a 10-year-old ten year old boy. boy. Yeah. What, is, is that a good thing? <clears throat> well, this messed me up when I was younger because that went into my brain. I was like, that must be a good thing. <laughs> and so for my whole life, I've been like, my arse does not look like that of a 10-year-old boy. So I failed. Mm. See, the way. danger here is because you think this is the most erotic film ever made. <laughs> so you heard that line and went, well, that must be a fact. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vicky's last tango in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, comedy. Not Cameron's forte. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got this great line. An ass like a ten-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's so dodgy. It just I found that line so confusing when I was young, and I was like, God, men just have everything they want. I don't understand it. But also, I must look like that, and I don't look like that, and then hence a lifetime of loathing. Not really. <sighs> but, but I mean, Paxton is such a schlub. Just the, even the way he eats that burger, and he's got sauce around the side of his mouth. Yeah, everything about that performance mm. is perfect. Yes. Mm. Um, so jumping ahead slightly, um, Helen is in Simon's safe house, which is a messy caravan. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Classic that's one glasses. <laughs> Why they've got the colour of the wine so right? They have. I was like, I was like, man, that looks like cheap wine. Cheap ass wine. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a really cheap bottle of wine? 
and I did having watched the trailer for La Totale exclamation mark yeah that's that this whole sequence is taken wholesale from it in terms oh, of right. what it looks like where they are and then how the 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 agents come in and blow the place out and it's like yeah that's copy and pasted basically so uh, he, he's lying about taking it to paris i mean i love all this because it's what well, the god i've just realized this is why i love it so do you remember we're going to talk about this for the rest of our lives so i just got to apologize but you know when we did high fidelity and we were talking about rob doing the sketch of the sensitive nervous guy yep. and then women go i will sleep with you yep. so this there's some Something of that here, which is he's not a sensitive, nervous guy, but he's like, I need you. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I feel needed. And it's exciting. And I get to go to Paris and all the rest of it. So I love his performance of that man of like, I, you know, I feel so awful for asking you and all the rest of it. And then to build to the bit, if we're going to be husband and wife, we've kind of got to do this thing. It was just the tickets to Paris. He does have tickets to Paris. Mm. So has he got like false tickets that he uses all the time? I don't know, oh, yeah, I've always, well, I, 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 I was like. Has he printed them out? Because they look very authentic. They look really real. Yeah. But maybe it's worth it if you leave them, you know, if you've got like several women on the go. Yeah. I just thought that was quite organised for someone like Simon, who seems a little bit slapdash, but I liked it anyway. I don't know. I think he's pretty organised. Yeah. He's got this all figured out. <laughs> this is a hell of an operation. Yeah. This is more professional than <laughs> Harry so Tasker's good. operation, to be honest. I actually <laughs> agree with that. In fairness. Well, yeah, because Simon Harry's... is a better spy. Yeah, <laughs> what Harry Tasker? Harry's supposed to be going after Crimson Jihad. Yeah. Spends a long time on this mission. And resources. Well, yeah, those yeah. nukes made it to American soil because he was chasing Simon. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they'd have been stopped before they entered the United he's, States. He's That's forgotten true. about the sand spider. Yeah. And you should never forget about the sand spider. <laughs> it's a scary name like that. Why would you forget? <laughs> so Harry and his friends storm the caravan. Now, this is where it gets interesting because then Simon's fantasy is real because of Simon doing what he does to Helen and eventually because of Simon Harry will become the man he should have been which is normal do you know what I mean so Mm. it's all in there but this is just like a big ha 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 fun film so we don't do the emotional side of that like Helen has got the two men in her life pretending to be normal pretending to be a spy will reverse because of each other and because of their connection to her but we don't really lean into that Mm. because we're in a bit of a rush I I would kind of like Simon to become a spy at the end of the film that would be nice yeah um, having to work with Harry on something that would have been fun I mean poor old Helen's going to need therapy for the rest of her life because her trust issues are just going to be off the scale um, but what her husband's stalking her and now he's going to scare her yeah, yeah that's, that's problematic <laughs> but you mentioned this at the start Jamie Lee Curtis and how good she is in this film and how this would not be the film it is without her the first time I actually felt any emotion watching mm. this because I'm watching it I'm going yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine it's the bit where he's got her in that room and he's like do you still love your husband yeah and her delivery of the line yes I love my husband I've always loved him I always will I was like there you mm. go there's some heart now yeah. I can be invested yeah. in this marriage and, and, in this relationship and it is interesting he's having the conversation with her he's supposed to have with her as this husband do you still love me yeah but he's having it through a mirror because he doesn't know how to do that and so that is interesting i agree with everything you said it's just my connection to it but deep deep love for this film and for jamie lee curtis in this film comes when she she gives her big speech about he's like why did you do this why did you do all this and she wanted to feel alive and i wanted to say i fucking did it and you're like yes helen like say what you want that is hard as shit to do things like that i do find it a shame that then he's like, but did you sleep with him though? And it's like, that's not that's not the question right now. The mm. question should be, oh my God, Helen, I'm so sorry. Come round the mirror. I've made you feel like shit. But whatever. It, 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 
That is the question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, from your perspective, I'm sure it's not the question. It's not. That is definitely the question. (laughs) That is the question you need answering. Is it really? Yeah, because it changes everything. Does it? it? Okay, I guess. I just think it's a very broad populist film thing to do where he's like do you love your husband and she doesn't get to go well yeah but uh, he's doing my fucking head in or yes of course I do but I wish he was a bit more present she has to be like I love him unconditionally completely forever like (laughs) that's a bit much do you not think given that he has uh, ignored her for years she's like I've always loved him I'll never love anyone else basically I think that's having your cake and eating it like why isn't she allowed a response that's like of course I love him I do wish he would fucking talk to me though yeah I guess I don't know if, but these marital issues that they're having aren't necessarily because he's a spy they are just marital issues that people have after you know you fall into a routine and he's preoccupied with his job and all the rest of it so yeah sure I mean maybe they should both talk but I mean has she we never know if she's tried to approach him and spoken to him and gone listen Harry we need to sit down and talk about this it's all like we made you a cake oh you're not going to be home Yeah, that's a shame but I forgive you she never really addresses some of these issues within the film Yeah, but you see what I mean that it's a bit cheeky that when he's like do you still love him she gives the most unequivocal answer possible Mm. Because she does still love him. Yeah, which is amazing, really. Uh, Anyway, so he doesn't tell... Oh, go on. Well, in terms of the charges of sexism that were levelled at this film at the time, James Cameron said, I don't think every scene in a movie has to present itself as an example of political correctness. That I agree with. I do. That's fine. He then adds, actually... I've had a lot of guys say, I need one of those rooms in my house. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Why can't you just stop talking? That's his I justi- say that to myself. His justification for this scene is that lads love it. Wow. The, and it's in, really great. The room as in the... The, the two-way mirror so that you can torture a, <laughs> your wife. I think he... Just to, just to backtrack slightly, he, do, he means that... He's not advocating having a cell in your house <laughs> that you lock your wife in when you want to torture her. I've had a lot of guys say, I need one of those rooms at my house. Well, I think what yes. they mean is, I'm not justifying that. You are. I'm not. I'm you sound just... like Vicky right now. <laughs> I mean, it's an erotic film. I can't help myself. It is. I think he's not saying husbands should trap their wives whenever the mood takes them. Okay, I get right. it. All right. All right, good. Are you okay? I just... I just He's flustered, isn't he? A That's weird. Has he Alex, has got a big house. He's got a bit of what is going on? A subterranean big house. A big mirror in that bathroom. Big old bedroom. mirror in that bathroom. Oh. I thought it was for vanity. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it's dual purpose. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he doesn't tell the truth. He recruits her. So we're going to continue this lying. Then it's time to humiliate Simon, which Harry absolutely loves. Does kind of blow Harry's cover equals what a shit spy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose Simon is this worm and nothing. Made him pee. Him. I made him oh, urinate I know, himself. I just, oh, it's just gone too. Everything yeah. goes too far in this film. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly, a bit like that quote. He just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> no. He's like, and then he'll piss himself. Also, we've got it. We've, we've got it. He's just scared and he's trapped in the middle of nowhere. Would, he's like, literally just told you he's got a small dick. Yeah. He's humiliated enough. But yeah. I just, I always find this in films really uncomfortable because if you were scared you would wet yourself it's quite a normal human response yeah. and I hate it when films are like oh look you wet yourself it's like well what would you do like mm. you're stood on the edge of a, a mm. dam or whatever it is I hate it water when water based anyway <laughs> oh my god yeah you're a bit bursting maybe, like... maybe there is some subtext there the dam has burst <laughs> I just find it really cruel and I find it like I hope James Cameron that you never piss yourself when you're older because you've basically gone <laughs> I wouldn't do that and it's like everybody would do that. And I find, I just don't think it's very check, check in with him in 20 years. Yeah. How's it going down there? <laughs> I bet that was an improv 
line though where he sees Harry and he goes, Hey, you still interested in the vet? <laughs> I think that's Paxton doing Paxton. Yeah. Uh, so then Doris gets a call from Boris. Um, meet at the Hotel Marquis. <laughs> Why is that sexy. line so funny? It's really funny. Where she's like, Natasha. Natasha. <laughs> Doris. Really <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? Oh, Boris and Natasha are the characters, the right, villains right, right. in Rocky and Bullwinkle. So. It's very funny. Right, so we're going to spend quite a bit of time here, so um, get comfy. <laughs> so she turns up. She's in her sexy dress. It fully covers her. That's her idea of sexy, so good for her. Uh, but then she destroys it. She tears the sleeves off and she tears the hem off and she gets... I mean, I just always found this so brilliant. Like, yes. she finds the water in the bars. <laughs> Dirty <and> flower juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Are we still erotic? He just likes to watch, so she knows she's not getting close to him. <laughs> Don't sniff, do not sniff my hair. <laughs> yeah. That has been in that vase for four days. <laughs> yeah. Flower food, that stuff stinks. Yeah, mouldy water. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um... Puts a bit more makeup on, standard, back the hair goes. And she so she seems to be getting into it. So then I'm okay because she seems to be into it. I have conveniently forgot that she's really only there to save her family. So I'm just going to put that to one side. She seems to be having a nice time, right? Um, she has basically been... However, she's been coerced. When, she, when, she, when is she having a nice time? I mean, she's, she's fucking terrified. It's just she seems to. She, oh, wait, You're laughing because there's some physical comedy, but the, the, she, I thought she discovered something about herself yes. that had been buried yes, under her sure. life with yeah, Harry. Yeah. 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 That. Right. We get that. The only trouble is it comes so quickly after the same kind of thing has happened with Simon and she couldn't do it kind of thing. Uh-huh. So she was only in that caravan like a day ago. Yeah, but he's he's like, we definitely need to have sex to convince people that we're man and wife. And this is, she knows oh, for a fact the guy just wants to watch. So in many ways, she's like, <laughs> yeah. I'll do this sexy dance. Oh, I'm enjoying this sexy dance. I quite like it. And then yeah. I'll be gone. It's a bit safer. And also, even if she's coerced and scared, she can be a little bit into it because... People can be more one than thing. one thing. <laughs> so get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> so anyway, now again, you've got to like forgive me a bit because I'm just doing my best to make myself feel okay. But the dance, when he says take your dress off, I don't think she wants to take her dress off. To be honest, like she doesn't look that chuffed to be like forced to take her frock off. But also, my th- you're going to vomit. <laughs> it's like. Maybe she's just doing that thing where she's like, he might like it if I look a bit scared. <laughs> People do like How that. is this the most erotic film for you? <laughs> well, because of the dance in a minute. This right. bit's not. This bit's just a bit upsetting. I think she's... No, I think she's genuinely scared. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't look terrified. Yeah. <laughs> she's not pretending no. to turn him on. No, I mean, we've had no, nothing establishing her, uh, Helen. And as... that doesn't work. Just Can I just write this down? She, she, That's she, not a thing. She can't, she can't see his face and he's just barking orders <laughs> at her from the shadows. But he's French, yeah. though. Hot. <laughs> so... Hot. Do it. Do it slower. I mean, yes. come on, look, listen, would you? you? You might. You might. Anyway, so, Chris, I mean... <laughs> take off your T-shirt. No. Do the robot. Slower. <laughs> Do the robot. Do the robot. <laughs> Fa- I mean, faster. <laughs> Even faster still. Even faster. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't ruin this. Anyway, right. So, where oh, am I? I've got this? an image. Quick, make it different. Okay. Uh, all right. 
Anyway, God, okay, so she falls over, right? So great. It's brilliant. This is absolutely everything to me. It's everything. Much has been written. Reams have been written about this fall, that it was an improv or a mistake or whatever. And that Arnold Schwarzenegger leans forward to help her because he's an actor, but also Harry is her husband and he's like, Oh shit, you've fallen over. Who knows if that's true? I don't care. I didn't know that. The point is she falls and she's straight back up and carries on and she doesn't break character. So that means she's okay physically, hopefully, that she hasn't like broken her wrist or anything. But it means she's kind of committed to the dance because otherwise this whole thing is is too creepy, even for 14-year-old me, even for 41-year-old me. It's just a bit much. But if she's fallen over, she has a chance to go, do you know what, I can't do it. And she's straight back up there on the pole, effectively. And I also think when I was 14, what I was watching was a woman that was sexually confident enough not to laugh and not to give up. And that just really, that just did something to my brain. I was like, that's incredible. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. That's amazing. Like she could just be like, oh, I feel really silly now and I don't want to do it. But she's like, no, I've started this thing. I'm going to see it through. I'm not going to let anybody laugh. Isn't that powerful? No. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. Imagine having that skill. She's found that she's found her rhythm because obviously she starts dancing and I. She when does, she does this, <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "No, me dance like uh, your uh, your lover's hands on you." Yeah, mm. so she does, and she does, and it's amazing. It's like it's like the first time she's ever done that. She's very good if she's never done it before. She probably did when Harry and her first met before yeah. he broke her. Yeah, but to not be embarrassed or embarrassable is a little bit to me because of my own thing. It's a bit like a superpower. And she has it, and I was always just super yeah. jealous. It's 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 empowering and it's liberating for her yeah. as it goes on, and it rescues the whole film because you are nervous about oh he tortured your wife and did whatever, and it's like okay at this point she's kind of into it, so it feels okay. It's also massively misogynist. I know, yeah, I know. People can be what more than one thing. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yeah. about the film. <laughs> no, but I'm reflecting <laughs> on myself. Um, anyway, this is a big. This is a big morning. Okay, so off we go. It feels creepy though. Let's just call it that. This scene, I, I understand yeah. it, for everything you've said, but I walked away this well, time yeah, watching it. Go, it yeah. just feels a bit and, seedy, and, and it's quite a relief when she smashes him with the phone. Yeah, yeah it is definitely because also she. He, he wasn't... This is also weird. I only just thought of this. He says, lie down. And she says, oh, I thought you'd just like to watch. And he's surprised that she's answered back because he doesn't have something on the tape for her to answer back. That's creepy. And then makes her close her eyes. And this is also upsetting. This is a woman in a situation in which she's probably not entirely comfortable. And yet she does keep her eyes closed. So she must be really scared because otherwise you'd just have a little peep, wouldn't you, and try and find the exit. You almost want it to play out without the terrorists coming into the room just to see whether his plan actually would have worked like he intended. Yeah. Like what was going to happen when she opened her eyes and saw her husband? She was going to be like... Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so fucking hot. Let's definitely have sex now. You just made me dance for you. I and love you again. <laughs> I, I love mean, you more. She, like, did, did he think it was going to be sexy time? Yeah, I, I think he did. Right, which I'm not sure. I, I think she'd have been like, we're getting a fucking divorce. Yeah, I think he did thought he think it was, was going to be sexy time. Yeah, because when he comes over with the rules, yeah. I'm just right. amazed that he doesn't say, open your eyes, because <laughs> that's a bit much. If it, if it wasn't going to be sexy time, it was going to be a gag? Where was he going? He was going to be, was, was it... be like, hey, hey, what's <laughs> a surprise? Wasn't it not proof? I guess he already has proof that she is um, doing stuff behind his back, he having sh- found him her on top of... 
Yeah, I mean, he, what, what he said is he he says to Gib, I want her to give her a little bit of adventure. It's what she wanted. It's uh, why okay. she sought out Simon. Yeah, sorry, so yeah. I'm I'm going to give her that, yeah. and then we'll definitely yeah. have. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no. I think this it's, was like the end of the work. game. <laughs> I give her a bit of excitement. Yeah. I tell her it's me. She's fully into it, <laughs> yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was scared for my life. So but is that sex or no uh, sex? You like yeah. That? <laughs> so you're saying. There's a chance. <laughs> 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 All right. So anyway, but yeah, because Harry is a shit spy again, they're apprehended by the terrorists. Mm. Um, and I do like the fact that she thinks she's, she's got him spy, into it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's nice. Good, good work script. So she gets to say, he has nothing to do with it. And I love all of that. She still doesn't get told the truth, which is starting to become a bit frustrating. Um, and then Juno is like fully bad now and destroying these artifacts because these artifacts have been used as suitcases essentially <laughs> for nuclear weapons or yes. something. Yeah, that's how you get nuclear weapons onto American soil. How do you get them in the store thing? Whatever. I, I, I really struggle with this bit where they've they've got them onto one of the keys, one of the Florida keys, and yeah. from there, like it's like. Did no one? Did no terrorists ever think of this? Like, was, not. was this just a really easy way to get nukes? She's like, there's no checks and no, no border control. <laughs> there's no borders. No one can stop them driving these to any city they want. <laughs> yeah, may, I mean, who knows? It's a long time ago. I, I've got no idea. Now let's talk about. Uh, I, I really think these terrorists, Cameron needed to pick a lane. Are they Funny. are they a threat or are they there mm. for us to laugh at them? Yeah, are, do, they, are, are they there to have low batteries on cameras and get yeah. their balls crushed on the fin yeah, of the plane? Yeah, or are they a real menace where we're like, God damn it, Harry, stop these bastards. Yeah, it's yeah, it's caught true. between being a proper action movie and being hot shots and naked guns. It's seriously, Definitely, isn't yeah, it? It's got stuck between those two. And also maybe just make up somewhere that they're from. Because yep. the fact that he's publicly said, oh, they were going to be Irish terrorists, but then I think Blown Away was coming out. So he could, he didn't feel like he could do Irish terrorists. So he just, just changes it. And it's like, well, you've no thought has gone into this. But as in, you mean they're not from somewhere any specific? Yeah, like, make somewhere yeah, up. They're just from that general region. Yeah, if you're yeah. not going to go into the, the real detail beyond sort of... And also his speech... As easy speech, he's like, you've uh, terrorised our women and children. And it's like, whose women and children? Where? And when? Like, that's true of yeah. US manoeuvres in the Gulf. But it's like, what what, what particularly pissed you yeah. off? Like, give you a bit of context. But also, I mean, what a statement. You've terrorised our women and children. Beep, beep. Low battery. Beep, beep. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is like mm. one or the yeah, other. You can't bad. have both. Yeah, that is bad. And obviously it's a pre-9-11 time. But yeah, it just it's just very uncomfortable. And the, the, he ended up having to put... It was the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee was who came after him. Yeah. And he ended up putting a disclaimer, I believe, saying that none of the characters in this movie were meant to represent any real racial, religious, ethnic or social groups. When it feels like, I think they are. Right, yeah. Yeah, I see that now. So anyway, we're into Act 3. So Harry and Helen need to be rescued, but they're further apart emotionally than ever. And then we give a compulsive liar some truth serum. Hooray! Fine. Which yep, I good. like. Uh, he tells his torturer how he'll end him and then does that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that a few times, yep, haven't we? Great. It's good that we actually get some... Uh, this was an R-rated movie, wasn't it? We get some R-rated yeah. violence finally here. The chisel in the eye, the meat yeah. hook in the chest. Yeah. I'm like, good. Yeah. This is kind of what I turned up for. I forgot it was... Yeah, it's an 18. Yeah. Uh, no, 15. 15 here, R in All the right. US. Uh, so then we've got, now we put a clock on it, so we've got 90 minutes to save the US or a bit of the US or 12 miles of the US. I'm unclear as to who's in danger. Yep. Um, 
then we get a bit of fighting and then Helen kills about 20 people. Now, inadvertently, but still, she does kill about 20 people, which makes her more effective than her husband and she's not even trying. <laughs> Again, though, it feels like it's from Hot Shots with the, with the gun hitting the steps and firing yep. it, because it goes on for so long. Yep. Yeah. And her reaction and the, it's just, yeah. Are, am I watching a spoof? I'm confused. Yeah, fair enough. I will say the terrorists, I've never seen it before, and I'm always into something new yeah. in a movie like this, especially one that is playing on such familiar tropes. Burying a nuclear weapon in cement so mm. it can't be dismantled or have the timer shot off. I was like, clever. Mm. That's a nice little touch there. Does yeah. that work? I've no idea. Okay. Let's check. <laughs> yep. I I'm going to say yes. I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure it does. Yeah. Either that or the cement gets all in the electronics of the nuclear war and it just shuts down. That's also a great point. Wet cement yeah. Yeah, in your circuitry. But let's 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 play it how the movie intended. Very clever. <laughs> really clever. So Helen thinks Harry's dead, but he's not dead because he's Arnold and he can't die. He's Rambo. And then also you notice that there's still 30 minutes of this film to go, <laughs> so he can't be dead. That was such a shock to me. And it is... I, I resist thinking, oh, my attention span is shorter than it used to be. But it must be because I've seen this film so many times and it's two hours 20 and that's bananas to me now. I would never voluntarily sit down and watch a film that was two hours James 20. James Cameron's never voluntarily made a film that's less than two hours <laughs> and 20 minutes. So. I just, yeah, anyway, what the fuck. So time for some choppers and some Harrier jets and try and blow up the convoy. It's good. Good action yeah. with those Harrier jets. I like a Harrier pretty jet. Pretty good, yeah, pretty this good. This is a weird moment. Strafing uh, the Seven Mile Bridge is fun. Yeah, but then Harry's in the chopper and the someone, the, the Harrier jet pilot, says to him over the things, over the radio, I hope this won't set off the bombs, what we're about to do. And he goes, yeah, no, definitely won't. And then goes to give us... Why are you asking him? Like, who is this guy? But also, should you not be certain? I don't know. That, it seemed like a bit of an amateur hour. Well, you say that uh, when Harry and Helen kiss uh, just before the nuclear bomb goes off on the island, yeah. Harry actually says, we should be safe here not we are safe here <laughs> I'd, I'd want confirmation when yeah. you say should yeah. I mean what are we 50-50 <laughs> it's pretty ballsy to shoot a kiss in front of a nuclear explosion yep I love it <laughs> no, I, no I'm pow- all power to them like that's yep. something you've not, I've not seen before let's make let's make nuclear explosions romantic, romantic. <laughs> yeah you're right so this this runaway limo situation and so Helen is fighting with Juno in the back of the limo this is all foot in face oh yeah I hated like it toe, toe on cheek she's got her foot basically in her mouth <laughs> the soul the soul of Helen's foot is touching Juno's lips pretty that's hot. right that's pretty awful yeah. gross I like the stunts but it is ridiculous that Helen is in the sunroof on the sunroof of the car and is like Harry help me and he's dangling down from the chopper and it's like in the amount of time it's taken you to come together and go apart just hit the fucking brake Helen <laughs> just lean forward you can't get in the front why because they've got the divider it's a limousine oh okay fine alright I don't know it just seemed like a long bridge apparently that is actually Jamie Lee Curtis mm, dangling, dangling from the away. helicopter as well she refused a stunt double she was like I can do that fuck me I would be like 100% use a stunt are you joking <laughs> like... I'm not even getting in the limo <laughs> Use I mean, a stun double for that. Yeah. Really? We need your face. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Did you see the dance I just did? I'm done here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that improvised like, fall. Oh, was it improvised? Because I, I wrote that in script. <laughs> I'll be getting a golden glove for that. So, um, Yeah, they embrace by the glare of this deadly mushroom cloud, which I like. False end. Anyway, because Aziz has got the kid. So Harry does this long joke about not being able to fly a jet for ages and then goes off to rescue her alone, which is really disrespectful because her mum could probably help out at this point. 
Uh, Faisal saves the day, which is what I was saying about the yep. button on him with his gun in the camera. Dana takes the nuke key, doesn't even try to deny it. He's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's stupid. It's big, big swing for her at this late stage. Yeah. Not a lot of evidence Barely to suggest she is going to take a terrorist <laughs> key. No. No. But equally, if she knows that key is going to unlock this nuclear explosion, then she doesn't know that her dad is a spy who's coming to rescue her. If she was really a good kid, she would throw herself off that building with I the kid. I thought that quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. You're going to sa- save a lot of people for yeah. the greater good, Dana. It must at least occur to you. At least yeah. throw the key off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, swallow the key and then jump. <laughs> it's the key that is going to set off the nuke, not her. So she should just throw the key off. He can retrieve the key. I mean, she's only not throwing she's the key. She's got to swallow it. She's got to swallow it. She's got to swallow. <laughs> I've swallowed the key and I'm going to throw myself off the building, <laughs> taking exactly. the key with me. Yep. Yeah. Just drop the key? No, 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 no. No, no, no. But I've thought about it and no. So anyway, this poor child left dangling from this crane and then Harry rescues her and then he's got time for a hand-to-hand fight with Aziz and then fires him as a rocket on a rocket. Is it a missile or a rocket? What's the difference? It's a missile. Is it? What? What is the difference? Oh, does uh, it not matter? It doesn't. All right, fine. I mean, we can go into it if you really yeah, want. Yeah, go on. Let's hear it. Oh. After the show. Okay. <laughs> I message me. So, obviously, I don't like the line you're fired because I'm not a huge fan of these one-liners, right. but I do like watching the, you know, him being fired on but, off a missile. Very Doctor Strange love. And, and then straight into a chopper full of, full of his men. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, got it done. One year later, Boris and Doris are on and then they're at a swanky party. Time to humiliate Simon again, which I think was unnecessary. And uh, they tango. Can we, can we just establish yeah. how we know that family life is, is all good now? One, two, three, oh, four. God. I declare a thumb war. <laughs> it's five, six, seven, eight. Try and keep your thumbs straight. It's, oh, they're so fucking happy is now. This, is this shorthand in America for happy family? A fucking thumb war. Is that all they could come up with? Yeah. I mean, they're not even having pasta and milk. That's what you say. That is, that is how you signify a happy family. And the point is, if they are going to have this scene here, he should try to have had a thumb war with her at the beginning. And she said, no, yeah. that's the only way that works. Correct. Yep. It's ridiculous. I, I it honestly take a Swiss snow globe over a thumb war with my parents and, and like she hated the snow globe at the start it's just ridiculous oh she yeah. you know oh you got it all it's got to be is she won't you know he asks her about her day at the start of the film and she just storms off to her room whatever and then at the end she comes running in and tells dad about her day it's like there's better ways of showing family life is good now than a fucking thumb war <laughs> also who plays a thumb war with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. but also there is no five six seven eight in thumb war it's one two three four let's have a thumb war war uh, that was the only thing that I took from it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They've to got know. another verse. They've got, they've got an extra bit. Yeah, five, six, seven, eight, try and keep your thumb straight. Also, like you say, pasta and milk, or they're eating Chinese out of a box in front of the telly. Sure. For fuck's sake, this stuff is easy. There's a, a, a hundred ways. Something about the kid on the motorcycle and how she's like, no, I'm staying in tonight. See ya. Like anything. <laughs> any, Just reverse whatever happened at the start. Don't build a thumb war into your script. The thumb war is awful. You're so right. Anyway, uh, Boris and Doris, Tango. I noticed that when the camera's pulling away, the camera's kind of saying to us, let's leave them to it. This is their new life. Don't know where their daughter is. Doesn't matter. Uh, Let's leave Boris and Doris to do their thing. And they're tangoing. And she does fall over a little bit again. And I wondered if it's because the tango is actually just fucking hard to learn. And so Jamie Lee Curtis has just made an, a simple mistake. Or if they're leaning into this thing that she's like an imperfect dancer, but that's what makes her so very, very hot. I thought she intentionally lowered yeah. herself. I don't think she Yeah, so you get pulled, no, no, you, he pulls no, no, her along. That's the tango. You have yeah. to be low. But when she goes down to do it, she stumbles a bit. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that because... 
I don't. Why would you? Why I would guess. I? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. You're not as invested as I am. No, I guess. no, but yeah. that's that's fine. I mean, yeah, sure. And that's the end of the film. So is that uh, all right? Well, no. What we got a piss joke, just because. Oh uh, yeah. Got a piss joke from uh, Bill Paxton. I do like Tom Arnold's sign off. I, I don't want to be in the van anymore. I've spent mm. fifteen years in yeah, the van. Like it's a that. nice little button. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it his it, film really? And it's amazing we didn't get a sequel. Well, yeah, they was, it was on and off for so many I remember, years. Yeah, I remember. So I looked at our podcast Google Doc and I noticed you'd put that there's a TV series of this, which I didn't find out in my research. So do you want to just share that there's a TV series of this? Starts literally next week. Does it? Mm. And is that I've not heard anything about it, no, though. It's weird. <laughs> is it real? Does it exist? <laughs> I know. It's on the Google Doc, so I guess it's real. That is not, that is our Google Doc. Oh, That's it? not for public. <laughs> it's not the world. Um, yeah, there's a TV show and then the, the, the sequel... <laughs> um, it was after 9-11. Well, yeah, I read all that. I read that. You had two, you had two problems. You got 9-11 and uh, Cameron said, I don't think I can make terrorists funny anymore. <laughs> Ever. Uh, yeah, it, took, it took Jamie Lee Curtis to sort of jump in. I don't know whether we're in the same room, but she sort of goes, they were never funny, <laughs> but we certainly couldn't do that now. And obviously yeah. Arnold became governor, which then just keeps yeah. shifting stuff back and back. Although he didn't, he went back to Terminator, but yeah, not yeah. this one. Okay, so we're done. And the, um, I meant to show you the trailer. There's a 2005 film called The Kid and I, which looks like the worst movie ever made. It, right. Tom Arnold plays a fictional character based on himself. In that film, the character has starred in True Lies and is pursued by a fan and teams up with Henry Winkler and Linda Hamilton to make a sequel to True Lies. What? Yes. And it's funded. It's this kid. I think I'm his, having a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, his, dad's a, his dad's a billionaire, this, this real life in kid. In real life. Yeah. Right? Dad's a billionaire and said, what do you want to do, son? He said, I want to make a sequel to True Lies. So he hires Tom Arnold. They make the movie with the dad's money, with this kid playing the lead. No. And then at the end, they, they premiere the film and they come out into the foyer and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis are standing there and tell the kid, well done. Really? And it's so obvious they're not in the same room. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it looks like the worst movie ever made. I'll post the trailer So basically, on the a rich man was like, what do you want for your birthday, son? He's like, I want the sequel to True Lies. Yes, sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's within the movie or that happened in real life. I'm lost. Both. Okay. The, 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 the movie is about it, what was happening in real life, yeah. Okay, so they, they made real the plot of the kid. film. He did it for real, right. and they made it the plot of the film. <laughs> wow. Rich people are mad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do the bits then. So what's your best scene, Alex? Uh, honestly, it, I really struggled with this. Um, what? Have you seen the dance? I mean, yeah. Okay. But... I'd feel weird picking that. Why? I am sick. I just <laughs> morally reprehensible. I just, I, it did make me feel creeped out and uncomfortable. Still. Yes, it was, it was, it was a painful wank, wasn't it? It was a very guilt-ridden wank this time. I still time. did, but you know, <laughs> of course. I, I just honestly, because it's Cameron, I was like the master of action. I was looking for an action sequence. I, horse in the hotel, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. The Harry jump jets are pretty good. But I think for me, it's Bill Paxton in the Chinese restaurant when he's trying to convince Jamie Lee Curtis that he's a spy. Yeah. I just. That scene is great. Okay. So I'm picking that. All right. I'm picking the dance because I'm not mad. Um, I'm a hot-blooded person. I'm not. Uh, What about you? Oh, uh, because I'm not a misogynist. I'm going for (laughs) horse and lift. Great. Okay, cool. Everyone's picked something different. (laughs) That's nice. There's so much to enjoy in this film. (laughs) I'm shocked. I thought you were coming to the table with five-star movie. This is, I'm really shocked in a a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised. It's, little, it feels like your sort of thing. Little boys all grown up. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yep. If it's my sort of Under thing. Under the skin the other week, now this. I know. <laughs> What's happened to you? 
Oh my god! Maturing yeah. in front of our eyes. Oh, I think I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> I think I've waited long enough. <laughs> uh, right. So you're most valuable, whatever, Chris. Um, okay, I've got two here, but as I think I know which way you're voting, Vicky. Yeah. I think you'll have that one covered off. So I'm going to go for Bill Paxton. Um, to make me like this bloke <laughs> is an impossibility, and yet he pulls it off. And yeah, I would love to have seen a sequel where he has to team up with Harry. Yeah. What about you? I mean, it's it is it's it's Bill Paxton, or sorry, or exactly, or someone say it. The person who actually makes this movie yes. emotional and makes you invested in it and makes you believe in the central conceit, which is this is a married couple who you wish to see succeed at yeah. the end, and that is Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. obviously. It's, yes, it is. She she more than pulls her weight. Like it's it's amazing what she does for this film. Mm-hmm. It would be actually quite terrifying. It'd be like James Cameron needs to like scotch us off his record yeah. without her. Or, or, or maybe Jodie Foster would have been good as me. <laughs> I don't want to. That's not right. <laughs> Again, it could be this. It could be Mister and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> uh, what would you change then, Chris? Uh, you said it. Uh, Vicky already but you've got to take your wife on that final mission in the plane and I think she should even save the day I know Arnie's ego probably wouldn't allow for that but the point of this film was them rediscovering each other and becoming a team again and so for then 30 seconds after they've made that rediscovery for him to just walk straight past her to go and save his daughter I think it betrays what's happened before. Just stick her in the plane. Yeah. Or at least say bye. Or at least explain (laughs) where you're going. Like, he doesn't even say, our daughter's in danger. I'm probably going to get in this plane. And and she's like, okay, well, you know how to fly a plane. I don't. I might be dead weight. So go and do it. There needs to be at least an exchange there, which establishes why he's leaving her behind. Yeah, there does. And she's just like, go and do it. Do your thing. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It betrays the character. Uh, My change is... So... The reveal where it turns out Harry is a spy and Helen's like, what? And hits him and is like, I can't believe you've lied to me. All the rest of it. I don't think that still establishes that he was the person who scared the shit out of her and psychologically tortured her in that cell. Yes. There is no, you can't, I really thought about this because I was like, can you link the two is the reveal that he was a spy and then he was in the hotel room does that track back to she immediately knew that he was the one who tortured her trapped in that two-way room no and there is no way there's no logic that allows her to know that which means we need that circle to be closed off because i think she's probably going to have something to fucking say about that (laughs) and i just need i need it to be like you did that to me and let's resolve that now somehow. Yeah. I don't care how, but, you know, it feels like, oh, she knows everything. She doesn't. Yeah, there's one big thing. She really doesn't know. One, <laughs> yeah. of the, one of the most damaging moments in her life was perpetrated by her husband, and she still doesn't know at the end of the film. Yeah. So that's my change. When you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. My- and the dance is creepy. <laughs> Mine's very similar. I don't think there is a scene where when he has the truth serum, she's... Oh, I can't remember. She asks him a question that's important to her. But there isn't... Is there a scene where he really, really says sorry for lying lords all the time to her? He doesn't, does he? Like, no, she just, understands... It's his job. It's yeah. his job. So I do... I need that scene where he says sorry, basically. I think you're absolutely right because I think the start of the truth serum scene is like... She said, he, he says, ask me something that I, you, I'd you never lie about. And she, yeah. it's like, are we going to die? And he's like, yes. Yeah. Funny joke, but... 
that's the moment where you go, let's get some truth here. Yes, that's what I needed. And then all, then she's like, and then she does that thing, which in some ways you can think, oh, well, you would want to know that, but I can't believe the script, I can't believe James Cameron's gone, this is the thing that she would say in this moment, as I couldn't believe he did it when Helen has spoken her truth and her husband goes, did you sleep with him? She's hearing all this stuff and she knows she's got this window of truth and she says, have you killed anyone? And it's like, well, that's important, but it's not that important to you. Mm. Is it? Or maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, he needs to apologise. And that's it. Done. Do quiz? No, we're not doing quiz. Obviously, as you <clears> well know, uh, we're doing the clash question. The question was, <sighs> who is your favourite movie character of all time and why? Uh, that came from Russell Ball, aka Bally. Yep. And I said, let's narrow it down. So, from a film that we have clashed in the past. Ugh. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to kick us off? Talk about a few, and then maybe if you have one favourite, we can. Well, you can help me pick the favourite. Yeah, okay. Right. So, fully realised characters that you wish you'd written, but that also exist within the confines of a very specific genre. So, yeah. you, certain things you can get away with. It would be Sally Albright or Marie. I'm not sure of her last name in When Harry Met Sally. Like those two okay. women. I fucking love those women. Yeah. And they're not real because they're in a rom com, but they're so good in that kind of thing. Then, absolutely bonkers character that is just a bonkers thing. Because the trouble is, when you're trying to pick your favourite character, you're like, oh, it sometimes becomes about the actor. So, like, Al Pacino as the devil, (laughs) the devil's advocate, obviously I love that. That's a good show. But what I'm loving is... Al Pacino. Am I right. necessarily loving that particular sure. version of the If devil? someone else had played that character, yeah. maybe not. And similarly, Carlito. Man, I love, <laughs> I love Carlito. <laughs> but is that because I love Al Pacino with a bin on his head? Maybe. <laughs> so, so, divorce the actor from the character and try and be really strict with yourself. Yep. One of my favourite characters of every film that we've ever done is Eric Draven, a.k.a. The Crow. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, because that's just brilliant. Like, some sad goth rock star avenging angel. Yeah, bloody love that. Did in those sequels? Did 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 was someone else playing Eric Draven? Yeah, uh, it was that French actor, wasn't it? His name escapes me. No. Were were they good? I've never seen them. Oh, okay. I'm so loyal <laughs> to, <laughs> to the OG. But then, so we come back round, and it's like, okay, pick a character that is just brilliantly realised. And does very much depend on the actor, but maybe doesn't depend so much on the actor. And it's um, <laughs> it's Clarice. May I please use your phone, Starling? Oh wow, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go anywhere with that person. Like, yep, Julianne Moore obviously played her. A yeah. lot of people have played her now. Yeah, um, and she was good. Yeah, so that's me. Very good. What about you? Um, I'm going to throw a chuck, chuck some names out there. Yeah, I don't even know if you remember these characters, <clears throat> go on. but. Um, one I feel like Alex will be a big fan of is Eve's Parrot. Uh, that's who Jack Palance plays in Tango and Cash. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Pretty major character oh, for the history the, of this with, podcast. With the rats. With the rats. It's Tango. It's Cash. Oh. I think we could safely say... <laughs> they're also mice. <laughs> or, or, yeah, they're mice. And he's going like a rat in a maze. Mice. I think we could safely say that is Dave's favourite character ever oh, on the podcast. What a brilliant film that is. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And so in that sort of zone, uh, Bruce Brubaker, is a big one for me. Go on. You don't remember Bruce Brubaker? No. Made you quite angry. We watched a whole film about Bruce Brubaker. Oh, it's uh, the toughest man in the world, yep. obviously. Oh, because Because he, he, he doesn't go over the wall. He runs through it. <laughs> I don't know if you've said this, but... <laughs> it's incredible. Why would, you, why would you go over a wall if you're Bruce Brubaker? You run through the wall. Okay, um, yeah. We should give this man a shout out. So, uh, Herkerma Hamolka. He's oh, a pretty great character, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Probably my favourite of his characters of the films we've done on the show. Yeah. 
Probably. I don't know. I mean, they're all good, aren't they? Um, Mr. Miyagi, I think, is an amazing character. Yeah. I love him with all my soul. Judge Smales from Caddyshack is yeah. probably my favourite comedy character, although we're getting there. Uh, Rocky, I think, is the best character of all time in cinema. Mm-hmm. Not picking him. Uh, the Dude and Withnail. Ah. Uh... Love them both. Uh, but Ernie McCracken, I'm going for as my favourite character that we've done on the podcast. <laughs> Who's Ernie McCracken? Oh, come on, Kingpin. Oh, Bill yeah. Murray's character in that. <laughs> Just for pu- I mean, Potter's the best villain of, of, from, from It's a Wonderful Life, but in terms of pure evil, Ernie McCracken. Yeah. I just love him. That's a good shout. So that is my one, Ernie McCracken. Alex? Uh, it's the Queen Alien from Aliens. And that is it for this show. Let's look ahead to next What's week. What's your favourite line? From Aliens. That she says, that the Queen Alien says. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yep. He's fast, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's look ahead to next week. Uh, we are done, sort of, with listener suggestions. Yeah. Although, as Chris Until said at the week. start, we've got one one Farch special. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chris, give us the clue. Uh, no, not my turn. I will. Is Thank it? you. Oh. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> I'll have a Martin McDouble, please. One with waffles, one with fish. <laughs> Okay. Mm, I think they might think they might get that. Yeah, that's fine. Don't matter. Don't Look, matter. that's it's Look, quite hard actually no, to find no. a clue that works. No leg to stand on over here. Sign on my wife. I've got a huge list of things that connect these two films. I thought I'd seen it in a message, but I've lost that message. So that's what I came up with. Excellent. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to repeat it because it's too easy. Right then, that is your clue for next week's pairing. Uh, before then, though, we're going to be back on Thursday talking Mr. and Mrs. Smith and revealing the winner of this week's Clash until then. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.